You're listening to Dads, Diapers, and Drinks. Three dads trying to lead their families well in a crazy world. So grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to Dad's Divers and Drinks. I'm your host, Scott. And I'm Nathan. And I'm Jeff. And this is episode 26 now, I yeah. think. Somewhere That's how there. old I am. What? We did it. It's true. <laughs> we made it <laughs> to 26. It's this is the last episode I ever do. This, this, is, this is the last one. And we're out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, here we are. It is uh, December... And we're recording this the same week it's coming out because somebody in our group got COVID. Yeah. You probably can't guess who it is. It was me. (laughs) (laughs) It was also me, technically. But Jeff probably most likely had it as well. Um, Ellen Mm -hmm. had it, but very mild. She just couldn't smell stuff or taste stuff for a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And through some miracle, I didn't get it. And you were vaxxed way back in... I, I was like March or April. I had some immunity, which I guess technically by this point, I should have gotten the booster shot if I was going to get the booster shot. Right. But I've heard the vaccine efficacy drops to like 50% after six months. Yeah. So the booster is kind of important mm-hmm. if it's been that long. But you are Needless okay. To so. say, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, we recorded a podcast the day before you found out you had COVID, right? Yeah. So, well, we'll get into this in a second. First off, oh yes, Nathan and I are drinking some eggnog because it's December. It's Christmas season. I'm so sad. I'm and not we've eggnog. got the holiday nog. This is from Costco, right? This oh is- yeah, it's got a combination of whiskey, rum, and brandy in it, which is they did a good job on the proportions because it doesn't change the flavor in any aggressive fashion. It only adds. It's very tasty. Yes, it's delish. Mm. And I am over here, sadly, sipping on some Glen Morangi 14-year, which is like my favorite scotch. So mm. <laughs> It's not too sad. Not, I, w- I wish sad, I had yeah. some of the good eggnog, but you know what? Um, mm, I'm pretty happy over here. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. So the last episode, we had our my friend Nate Hills on, mm-hmm. our, our first guest. And that was, we recorded that two Mondays ago. Mm-hmm. And the following day, so I, I felt 100% that night, uh, no issues. We finished the episode, I go upstairs, and I'm trying to go to sleep, and I'm just wired for some reason. Don't know why. And uh, I end up like staying awake till almost midnight, um, which is not typical at all. I'm a pretty early riser, and I go to bed early. Like I'm usually asleep by 10 o'clock. Mm. But for me, to be laying there wide awake until midnight is very abnormal mm-hmm. and uh and then i like only slept like five hours i was awake by 5 a.m and i was at work by like 6 45 a.m i was like I, i'm just awake i don't know what's going on and uh i started feeling a little weird at work on tuesday um started getting a little bit of the chills um went out to cvs bought some take-home tests which mm-hmm. are notoriously unreliable uh, and, may i uh, interject at yeah. this point on tuesday morning i was at my bible study on that tuesday morning breakfast and 
as I'm mm-hmm. sitting there chatting it up with a couple guys, my wife calls me, which is abnormal for her to call me. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to answer this. She says, Jeff, I woke up and I can't smell. <laughs> Two steps. So we went, oh, shoot. Hey, guys, uh, I should leave. And well, yeah, I guess- uh, so then we told, I think we texted or posted like our family chat. Ellen said, I woke up and I can't smell this morning. And then Scott is at work, not feeling well. And he goes, oh, frick. <laughs> so, yeah. Some well, dots were being connected. We had just done our Thanksgiving as a that family. Weekend. The Sunday, the Sunday mm. before that. So this is two days after we'd all seen each other. Ellen is sick. Well, not sick, but just can't smell anything. Yeah. We, our, and then we, her and I, I felt I'm completely actually fine. starting to feel sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, um, yeah, so I go out and go get some COVID tests and I take one in my car right there and it comes back negative. So I'm like, okay, well, I, I guess I'll wait 24 hours and take another one like the box says to do. Um, I had also bought a thermometer and my temperature was 99.8, which mm-hmm. is technically not quite a fever, but I was not feeling right. Um, your mm-hmm. temperature just shouldn't be 99.8. I don't know why that's not. That's warm. It's kind of like, <laughs> like if, you're in, if you're in high school and you go to the nurse and you have a 99 fever, they say <laughs> you don't get to go home. It has to be over 100 yeah. for them to send you home. 100.4 is the, the number. Usually yeah. you don't feel well with a 99.8 fever, like close to fever. Yeah. So I went home at noonish, and then uh, um, this was Thanksgiving week. So we had already planned on me taking that Wednesday off of work anyway. So I was done with work for the week now. And uh, we were planning on going to St. Louis to uh, spend Thanksgiving with Kelsey's family down there. And it was going to be a fun week. I was going to play golf. And we mm-hmm. decided to... The, the, so the worst part is on Tuesday, I get home from work and Kelsey's like really grilling me like, how sick are you? Um <laughs> because <laughs> I really want to go and I need, I need a break from Davis and all this stuff. I'm like, I don't feel right at all. Um, I'm not super sick. It's, my fever is like barely a fever, not, not even technically a fever. It's 99. It's not 100.4. Mm-hmm. Um, and my test came back negative. So we had just told her whole family, we're not coming. And well, you, then, and you then, took two tests, right? Well, on, on Tuesday, I, oh, only okay. t- I only took one test. Um. Yeah, so we told our whole family on Tuesday, we're not coming. I'm not coming. Um, sorry, we were not coming. And then, uh, so we just like, <laughs> we were both really sad about that. So we spent just Tuesday night, like our house is empty of food because we hadn't planned on being here. And we're just like trying to scrounge together dinner. And um, we had some frozen chicken pot pies. We just threw those in the <laughs> microwave and call it good. Um, so then... Uh, Wednesday morning rolls around. Um, I take another COVID test 24 hours after the first one because um, that's what the box says to do. And it also comes back negative. So we're like, okay, maybe I don't have COVID. Maybe it's just the flu. Maybe it's it could be anything that causes a fever. Mm-hmm. So we call everybody and we're like, what should we do? And her whole family was adamant that we come to St. Louis. So this is Wednesday. We're supposed to be there Tuesday. And we de- so we ended up delaying it a day. Um, they convinced us to come. <clears throat> They're like, negative means negative. So, <laughs> so I'm still not feeling great. I'm pretty functional, but I'm not, um, definitely not 
but I figure, well, I'll probably kick this tonight or tomorrow and then I can still have a good time there and it'll be fun. Yeah. So, um, we end up driving down with Kelsey's dad and brother. Um, Kelsey's dad is a more high risk, uh, in the high risk group. So he was already not super excited to be going with us. So he was chill about it, but there was a little extra apprehension there. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Naturally. Um, and then, uh, her brother didn't really care. Um, so I'm just like cooped up in the back seat, lounging out, um, on some medication, trying to feel better. And, uh, I'm spending eight hours in the car, just like in the most uncomfortable position ever. Um, Mm. and then, uh, we get to St. Louis. I say, Hey, and I go to bed immediately. And then, uh, Thursday morning, this is Thanksgiving morning. I go downstairs for a little bit and I'm kind of distancing from people cause I'm not convinced my tests were true. Um, and then, uh, ate a little bit of breakfast. Just didn't have much of an appetite anymore. And, uh, then wasn't feeling great. So I was like, I'm going to go upstairs and take a nap. <clears throat> so I did that at like 10 AM. And then I woke up and I took another test and this one came back positive. Mm-hmm. So that meant I spent the rest of Thanksgiving locked away in this spare bedroom in my wife's cousin's house. Cool. And, uh, yeah, Kelsey brought up their wonderful Thanksgiving meal that they prepared. I got to eat that by myself mm. in a bedroom. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I just, uh, just wasn't feeling good. Um, and then Friday morning was the same thing. I still had a fever and we decided to go home that day. We were going to go home Saturday, but we were like, we should just get out of here. Cause you're, you have COVID now, obviously. Um, and I tested positive Friday as well. We just wanted to be sure. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, then we drive back on Friday and another eight hours. Davis was screaming the whole time, not the Whoa. whole time, but, uh, he, he was not his best not road trip. having fun. Not his best road trip, and I was feeling worse now than I was on the way down. So I was like, mm. not enjoying that at all. And then uh, I just had a fever of ar- around 101 for the next week. <laughs> so <laughs> it ended up being I had a fever for 11 days straight, um, which is the longest I've ever had a fever. And I developed a pretty good cough, which you've already heard. Um, it's pretty dry, as you've heard. COVID tends to give you a dry cough. That's I can mm-hmm. can confirm. <laughs> uh, it's very dry. Um, I'm pretty congested. Uh, I have zero energy. Um, I took a little nap right before we came down here, to mm-hmm. so I can try to get through this. <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like. I, my fever finally broke on Friday night, um, which was a few days ago. And, uh, I took two naps on Saturday Came to my easily. House. <laughs> and then, and then we, we went to Jeff and Ellen's house cause they had a Christmas party that we had on the calendar for a while. We're like, well, your fever broke. Technically you're according good. To the, according to the CDC, if it's been 24 hours since your fever broke, and you haven't taken any fever-reducing meds, and you are at least 10 days removed from day one of symptoms, which I was. 
11 days fever. 11 days. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> then you're good. So we decided to go and mm-hmm. uh, see people, which was nice. Um, then we skipped church on Sunday. I took another nap Sunday morning. And then we went to mom and dad's house and hung out and then uh, had a full day of work today. And I am so tired. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Jeez. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, so my, my COVID experience sucked. Um, <laughs> How would you rate your pain? <laughs> simply, simply put. The, the problem with it was that I was never all that sick. I had, yeah. a, I had a mild fever. It was 101. Sometimes it went up to 101.6. One time it got above 102, mm-hmm. um, but I always felt pretty good once I took some like fever reducing stuff and I was pretty functional. So just the, to have that last for 11 days, like the whole time I was just thinking, this is, this is so mild. Why can't I just beat it? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and knowing that the rest of my family, like our dad got sick too. And we think mom vaccinated. did too, but she just had super mild. It's yeah. Every, like everyone else in my family got it super mild. Um, Jeff never got tested, but he probably had it. Ellen and um, I both were slightly sick at the same time, but we were. I mean, it was so mild for us. We went, oh, we don't really feel that good. And then the next day was thanks was our Thanksgiving on Sunday. We're like, we feel fine. So yeah. we didn't we didn't even consider it anything, and, and yeah. we didn't think anything of it until Ellen lost her sense of smell on Tuesday morning. We're like, wait, what? Yeah, that was it. Almost. Oh gosh, and then. It's almost sad. like you're like, oh, I just think I didn't sleep very well. Kind of cruddy. Yeah. I just kind of feel cruddy. Yeah. See, now that's very interesting because I have, I have two stories related to this. So Scott told me this on Thursday, right? He's like, I tested positive for COVID and I feel a hundred percent and I'm also vaccinated, but I also am aware that there are people on, in my wife's family that are sensitive and are like they're health conscious and they're aware of things and they're like don't feel entirely comfortable also courtney is very knowledgeable in the medical field and she you know she understands a lot of these things and has seen some of the worst of what this can be so she has a deeper understanding and i trust her judgment probably more than most people because she actually knows things you know like when people say yeah they know what they're talking about she knows what she's talking about (laughs) like legitimately so i find out right and at this point i'm like well you know we can't go to thanksgiving and it's like just like that all of a sudden oh okay this same basically the same situation you were in scott and i don't know what test that you took Whatever CVS had on the shelf. I don't know. Okay. So after talking with the family, everyone was like, hey, you come. Courtney's like, I've got some tests that the uh, the clinic gave me, Cleveland Clinic gave her, that like they're like take-home tests essentially, but they're like proctored. So basically <laughs> you have someone that's like video calling you like one to way so was they Ellen's, can see you. Wait, the one that Ellen took was that way? Yeah. And they like watch you do it and everything. And... So I did, I had to do that in the parking lot and like before I was even going to take this, like on the way there, I was like, if I test and I am like, it's like, if I test positive because of a false test 
and I am 100% fine, I will be pissed that I yeah. don't get COVID. Like, I better freaking have COVID <laughs> if I'm going to miss Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, right. that's that, that's like the emotion that I had. I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. Like, I'm so pissed off about it. So I, I go through the test. I'm like, literally, like, immediately after, like, when you put the test in, like, the strip originally has, like, a control line. The control line, like, dissolves and goes away. And then it, like, reforms into, like, whether one line or two, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, you're supposed to wait 15 minutes, like three minutes in, it was just like solid control line, nothing on the other side. And I was like, this is going to be negative. <laughs> like, I know it's going to be negative. <coughs> so it ended up being negative. Everything was fine. But I was like, imagining that emotional state, you know, and I also got the vaccine. I think I've talked about it, but like, I was like weighing the options and I was like, I was trying to imagine, I'm like, I wish I could not have the vaccine and like understand what that was like and also have the vaccine to be like direct comparison for me <laughs> you know right. Which, having the vaccine was better you or can't having the vaccine made right? no difference now yeah you never know when i got the vaccine i did have a day of suck where it was like the flu where i was just all of my bones hurt for a day but like that was it the next again, day i was a hundred percent fine. That was worse than my COVID experience. Your vaccine experience was I, worse I than know. my COVID experience. And the thing is, and you're is, unvexed. And I, yeah. is I yeah. could, I could have not gotten the vaccine. Let's say I got COVID and I could have had the exact same experiences. Or here. you might've been sick for 11 days. Or I could have yeah. been sick with like deep flu for 11 days <laughs> and have like 103 fever for 11 days, which I'd probably be hospitalized at that point. <laughs> yeah. You had 103. Um, that's freaking hot man well, <laughs> that's I mean, that one above 104 is where you start to get into like possible brain damage if it starts to get beyond that like you're in high risk at that point but uh yeah so it's just like like i almost wish i could be like i wish i could just like clone scott and make a vaccinated <laughs> version of it and be like okay let's do a real yeah. experiment <laughs> <laughs> a real person <laughs> and see what happens you know yeah it's yeah just, my my colleague asked me, so do you wish you get vaccinated now? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> how, do I have, how do I have any idea this wouldn't have happened if I but, were vaccinated? I know. Like, yeah. our dad is still, I was over there today because we dropped my, it's on Mondays, we drop my kids off at my parents' house and they watch them. So I was wow. over there and I walk in and my kids are asleep and my dad is asleep at one o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like, dude, you okay? And he's like, I'm still exhausted. I'm still yeah. just like taking naps. I don't even know what to do. I'm just so tired. And I was like, he's again, he's double vaxxed. He got both shots. Mm-hmm. And then my, my brother and sister-in-law who are refused to come up to Thanksgiving because we got COVID and Ellen's mom had seen us two weeks prior to us testing positive for COVID. So they're there. Okay. They have played this thing as, okay. as safe as freaking humanly possible. Mm-hmm. They, they wouldn't even come up this week. Or on Thanksgiving to see my mother-in-law, see my in-laws, they both got COVID. They're triple vaxxed. <laughs> and they got COVID. And they have it worse yeah. than I did. So, yeah, it's like, bro, I just have... This is the whole reason why I, I've been like so not interested in the whole... You should... You definitely should get a vaccine. It's like, bro, the stories I'm hearing are like, God, I don't even know if it does anything. It might... It probably does for a lot of people, but for 26 year olds, I don't, e- I don't even yeah. know. It's, it's such a whatever to me that to be forced to do something that's mm-hmm. like so 
may be useful but might not be it's like yeah. i just yeah. don't care it's it's also like so not variable. allowed today is to just go like i don't care about it you just can't say that it's yeah. illegal like like the viral load that ellen could have gotten could have been low enough that her immune system was able to keep it in check but it's like what if you got like basically a high dose of covid for instance could that have completely floored both of you it's like it's so liquid <laughs> like i know it's it's like it's like there is like it is a real thing and people have died from it but it's like you should have the authority to make your own dumb decision exactly you should you should just have the authority it's like it is me, me getting like, sick for 11 days is not what i anticipated yeah but it is the risk i took <laughs> by not getting vaccinated you're probably not so, very happy about it <laughs> no i but, i was envious of people who just beat it so easily mm -hmm. and especially people at work who i know are not in good physical shape well, that's the crazy thing like, is I'm you're so pretty, healthy i'm in pretty decent shape like i'm probably the youngest guy in the company now one of them mm -hmm. and i'm in i'm not overweight maybe nope. maybe slightly but um like in terms of like risk factors i have none <laughs> and i got wrecked by this thing so i don't know i didn't anticipate that happening um but it happens and mm -hmm. i'm fever free now but there's still some you know lingering issues obviously like we said mm -hmm. exhaustion and i've still got the cough but i'm, I'm getting better every day the, the cough is getting better every day um and the other thing is that uh, once we realized I had it, we didn't bother isolating me from Kelsey and Davis. Because they were there already. At because point. I was contagious weeks prior. Mm -hmm. And well, let's just say Kelsey got a rather direct dose. Of <laughs> 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 uh, that's funny. And, uh, and, and Davis, too, because I, you know, interacted with him on a fairly regular basis and i give them mm -hmm. kisses on the cheek and all that stuff so I, I figured there was no way they weren't exposed and there's no point in me like like you're you're so late in my opinion yeah, yeah. once you realize you have it like what's the point of isolating at that point like, dude my family's been around me i didn't even realize that you basically missed thanksgiving like you drove eight hours to sit in a room to, take, to take multiple naps sit in a yeah, room eat food and then take another eight-hour trip home. Like, that blows on such a monumental level. It sucked. And I was looking forward to that oh, trip. Oh, my word. Because I love golf, and we can't really play it up here anymore. But in St. Louis, it was still just warm enough to play. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I was I was just not happy. But I did bring my laptop, and I played a lot of Halo Infinite. So, it wasn't that, wasn't that bad. There are Thanksgivings where I would prefer to be doing that anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... Um, just remove the fever from it and then it wouldn't have been too bad <laughs> can I have a feverless one where I get to play a bunch of Halo that's right. what I want <laughs> um, yeah but somehow Kelsey and Davis are both perfectly mm -hmm. fine still and they didn't get a single thing to your perception Jeff Kelly was <coughs> completely fine so and Kelly had a cough you don't notice anything about uh, what about Andy either so no, what from our experience, it was like the week before Thanksgiving. Um, mm -hmm. It's probably like that Friday. Yeah. Kelly had a bit of a cough, 
I had a bit of a runny nose. Ellen had a bit of a runny nose. Andy mm-hmm. seemed to have a bit of a runny nose. By Saturday, we were fine. Yeah. And then that was it. So it was like, I don't know. Our ki- like, if you have kids, the number of times your kid has some sort of small runny nose, sneeze, cough thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's like every other week they've got something. It's just you don't even you don't even consider it when it happens anymore. And yeah. so they had one of those are like, oh, great. That's annoying. And then we thought nothing more of it until Tuesday morning when Ellen woke up and was like, I was holding the her little story. She was like, I woke up, Andy was crying, I was holding him, and I was like, why are you so upset, buddy? And then it wasn't until I noticed that he had pooped through his diaper and through his shirt. And I was like, <laughs> how do I not, Woof. how did I not notice that? Uh-oh. So then she realized she couldn't smell. It was because she saw the crying baby who pooped himself. She was like, I can't believe I didn't notice. And then she made herself a yeah. coffee and was like, this coffee tastes horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. And then she called me and was like, Let's I can't not. smell dirty diapers and I can't taste coffee. Something's, <laughs> something's wrong. That's the other weird thing is I kind of have a coffee aversion at the moment. Really? I was going to say, does yeah. caffeine help? The it's, tiredness? I don't, know, I don't think caffeine's the problem. It's just, for some reason, the bitterness, the acidity of coffee. Yeah. I just, it's repulsive to me right now. Like, I, I poured myself a full travel mug of coffee this morning. I, I barely drank it. Mm. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know why that is, but. Huh. Uh, well, yeah, I, I did have uh, I did have the Hershey squirts for a few days there, too. Oh, that's rough. So, I know, might be I, know I told you guys this, but my supervisor couldn't smell Vicks VapeRub. <laughs> Like, that's strong. That's that's yeah. next level stuff. Granted, he also like beat COVID in like four days, no fever, fine. But he also contracted a sinus infection <laughs> and pneumonia in one of his lungs because of it. So it's like it's like it also opens the door to way worse things almost to an extent. Right. But yeah, I couldn't imagine not smelling Vicks vapor up. Like I've yeah. tried to imagine that, and it's like it doesn't matter how congested it is. It just knifes right through that. Like, it's yeah. was, like having almost fun with it. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it was really annoying, obviously. Even, I mean, it's been the full week since then. And mm-hmm. her smell's been coming back over the past week a little bit. But, like, she made chili tonight, and she comes to me and goes, Jeff, I have no idea if this is seasonal or not. I just I just can't tell. <laughs> and I taste like, Ellen, this tastes like nothing. She's like, okay, I wasn't sure if it was my nose or if it was that I didn't season this well enough. I was like, no, this tastes <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> so she's still like questioning and she'd like go sniff stuff and go, man, I can't believe I can't smell this candle and just like stick her nose in it and try to smell it. So it was entertaining. So she, she still in the can. bizarreness of it. So she still can't smell stuff? No, it's, it's back. It's probably at like... <laughs> I don't know, sixty percent, seventy percent. It's not quite full, but the lingering effects I've heard have lasted a while for some people. Yeah, of just basically like a reduced symptoms. But I, it would be dangerous for me to not be able to smell things at my job because, like, some of the chemicals I work with are like very dangerous, <laughs> and you can almost most of the time I'm sniffing things to find out whether or not they are a particular thing. Like, if is it MEK or isopropyl alcohol or just water or is it oil or is it hydraulic fluid it's like there's a whole lot of things that i do to like test that and a lot of its smell and i couldn't imagine if i was like oh it's just alcohol instead it's you know skin burning hydraulic fluid that i was just like oh it's fine i can touch it yeah that would be yeah. very bad Oof. Mm. yeah yep so mm-hmm. uh my boss also got it 
we had fifth and we had 15 people in our office get it yeah and we, the, only, we only had like 40 employees so it ripped through our might, entire company might i say i i never doubted the the fact that it was a very infectious basically the the model i had in my head is it's like a flu that gets you more sick than the flu and it's more infectious than the flu mm-hmm. so it's like flu times two or three something in there super flu yeah like it's it's not pleasant it's bad if you have a weak immune system and you're you're older or unhealthy in some reason it's probably quite bad for you you know mm-hmm. level of thing i really underestimated how infectious this thing is like one of us got it and it just it just went everywhere so fast like mm-hmm. it really is quite the humdinger of a infectious virus that it really <laughs> yeah. it really moves very voracious yeah yeah it, it makes me understand yeah. why the government was so much in the you need to do yeah. all the things you can to spread mm-hmm. people out and put masks on like i don't i'm not gonna do it because i don't care but i get where they were like we need to make sure every single <laughs> yeah. tables can't be within six feet at the, at the restaurants you got to put plastic fences mm-hmm. up in between it's like yeah I, okay they were looking at the data and going this thing freaking spreads and they think mm-hmm. a piece of plastic between you and the person next to you is going to fix it. I don't think that does anything. I think it just inconveniences your businesses. But, yeah. you know, I, at least get where they were like, we got to do something about how infectious this is. I just don't think you can. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think you can stay ahead of it at all. N- you're really. so, I never showed a symptom. And it's like, what are you going to do about do, that? Everything you do is reactionary. Yeah. yeah it's the, too the late. The virus has already spread way beyond. Yeah. Well, that's the difficult thing is it's like, there's a certain part of me that is like, as against as I am of all of the restriction that it came from the whole pandemic, there, there is a lot, there is a line of logic to it. Like even like what Jordan Peterson was talking about, he like had a little quick blurb about COVID he was talking about. It's like, like in a group of animals, the risk of underreacting early on huge is way more costly than overreacting at most overreacting you get a little tired and we all got pretty tired you know but at for the risk of like doing nothing and saying it'll be fine and then everyone having covid all at the same time and being like us being legitimately screwed (laughs) would be so much worse than just saying all right like just stay home for a bunch and try not to do as much and doing all the restrictions that we did but it's like i think the the moment that i shifted from that was when it was like it's been a year and yeah, we well, know <laughs> they won't give us any numbers now like and for when things can go back to normal i don't it's just I mean, every time no fauci says it he's just he throws all these vagaries in the air like when it's re- <laughs> when it's been reduced to a level that is manageable and blah 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 what, and, what number would that be sir uh, yeah do you have manageable a uh, okay <laughs> oh oh mighty fauci yeah yeah uh, so mm-hmm. now there's yeah, a, and the, now the new gotta, variant is coming to everyone's Omicron, shock yeah. <laughs> unicron oh so that's the other destroyer. story that's the other thing that came out of this which i have to say <coughs> i totally forgot about this i blocked this out of my memory but now it's back this is gonna be mm-hmm. good so we have a little <laughs> tradition where the day after thanksgiving yep. real thanksgiving not the sunday that we celebrated but the, the day after thanksgiving we always go to a tree farm that's about 25 minutes from us huge like mm-hmm. i don't know multiple hundreds of acres tree farm huge tree farm and mm-hmm. you cut down a tree take it home that's our thing so we went the day after thanksgiving and of course ellen had tested positive 
on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, and she had told our like her family, she didn't like post this anywhere, but she like texted our family, hey, by the way, we just tested positive for COVID. We're not going to be there for Thanksgiving. Sorry. Yeah. And then we go to this tree farm a couple days later. We never had any symptoms. We were we were like completely fine. And we're like, we're gonna go to the tree farm, cut a tree mm-hmm. down, and leave. You don't talk, you don't there's no one around this tree farm. And uh we post on Facebook a picture of us cutting the tree down. And a couple of Ellen's family members replied saying, Oh my gosh, what are you doing outside of your house? <laughs> we're outside outside. We are like <laughs> in a field. <laughs> we're outside in the cold it's very dry the droplets will evaporate immediately <laughs> there is just it's snowing we are there's no problems here and so mm. one of the one of alan's family members basically said you are the reason that this pandemic is never going to stop oh and i was just i was like oh my gosh people where did the new variant come from did it come from chagrin falls ohio it came from freaking Africa, where the vaccination percent is 10% of the population. Like, until you fix mm-hmm. that problem, new variants are going to come every single year forever, okay? It's not people in Ohio causing this. It came from Africa, yeah. where there's no governments, and there's nothing, and they're going to spread this thing amongst themselves forever into eternity. Like, this mm-hmm. is never ending. And you're going to... I was like, you're blaming me for this. It's just amazing. <laughs> people. It's, it's, it's just uh, lazy thinking. And it's cobbled together information. It's you've heard you've heard so many pieces of information that like I'm I mean, I'm guilty of this of being like, Oh, I've heard this, this, and this. And it's like, well, actually you're taking five pieces of data and just smooshing them together and you're like, No, that's just, actually to accurate. Support now. What you you already kind believe. Of, yeah, yeah, you've kind of ruined it to a certain extent. But it's like <laughs> there is a, a case to be made that, oh, I feel fine, but that doesn't mean that you can't transmit it. But to basically demonize your family on that altar it's like i i don't understand like at you can be like i disagree and i you probably shouldn't be out of your house right now like like are you are you like at better yeah just ask hey are well, you are you being safe like are you okay <laughs> you know it's like oh we were it, outside a tree farm it was it was fine oh okay to say it in a public comment yeah as well even we just posted so a picture a private- of us all in front of the christmas tree we just cut down and it's like and then I, I wrote a check to someone. I put it on a table and said, thank you for the tree. Mm-hmm. It's like, I didn't yeah, even, who's to yeah. say that was it. You didn't even like, there's literally zero human interaction the in the whole event. It's like, fable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah come on. Quit, like, what, are you, what am I supposed to do? People forgot how to think. Why, were, why weren't you virtue signaling with your masks during your, uh, your picture on the tree? It was my tree? That was my chance to virtue signal to the, to the max there. I missed it. I know. And right. you, you didn't take it. You should have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other, the other angle I was thinking about with this whole thing mm-hmm. is that um, I got a, you know, a do-it-yourself test, and um, I didn't tell anybody about it. So I, I tested positive, um, and now I, unfortunately I chose to do a virtual doctor's appointment after my fever hadn't gone away after day five, six, because mm-hmm. I was just starting to get worried. I was like, maybe I need a little extra help here. Um, unfortunately with a fever, there's nothing you can really do, um, mm. which I learned, but apparently now that I've seen a doctor, they're obligated to report it. But for the people who didn't freak out like I did and see a doctor and who tested positive through an at-home test, none of their cases are part of any of the statistics that we are aware of. Mm. Right. 
I mean, e- mine is because it was like a proctored exam. It's like connected to the system and they know all about it. Yes. Essentially. Mine was not proctored. Yours was, was just... Just me. Doing your thing. I bought a test at CVS. I brought it home. I took it. Interesting. So how many positive cases like that do we not know about? Hmm. And what does that mean about the death rate and the infection rate and the hospitalization rate, all that stuff? It's yeah. way smaller than you even know. It is so. It is freakishly infectious. And, and like, especially freakishly in this case infectious. here, like I never took a test. My parents never took a test. Like right. Kelsey and never took one. Had it. She took one, but it was the same thing. Like, oh, and she was negative. But. negative yeah. So it's like... <laughs> We all probably are exposed, and it maybe we beat it so cleanly that we wouldn't have tested positive anyways, but we were exposed to it, had mm-hmm. it, and won't get it again until, I don't know, far enough down the line when the immunity wears off, which is also yeah. a totally my doc thing. told me, My doc told me three months. Yeah, at least how three months of protection from beating it. So it's like, how many cases like that are there? How much higher is the number than what you think it is? I mean... It's huge. It totally blows. Like you, you went through eleven days of fever, and all you get is three months of security out I of it. Know. Like that sucks. <laughs> like, that totally sucks. That's not enough. Like come every on, three body, months, just this could happen again. It. You yeah. fought this thing for eleven days, and you couldn't figure it out. Well, I will <laughs> say you did pick the right window, right on the beginning of the winter when it, it's most likely to be transmitted. Nail that immunity <laughs> right up front. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, this is a good three months to be immune from something. Yeah. Um, I yeah, the timing I guess was good in that respect. I'm not happy to have missed Thanksgiving. No, um, that's a first for, for me. Mm. Um, I am happy at least get to have Christmas. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it was it was not fun. I I wouldn't wish eleven days of a fever on my worst enemy. Um, I would, but I would still. <laughs> I would still consider myself a mild case because I never had any breathing issues. Yeah. Um, I have a cough, but that's about it. Um, I still have full lung capacity and everything. I just have a little bit of inflammation and stuff in there that's making me cough. Yeah. But I will say um, it's like, what does it speak <laughs> about us currently as a culture where there are people that are actually like, yeah, good, you didn't get your vaccine. Good, you glad you got bad COVID. Like, what? Yeah. Like that's actually a sentiment that people have put out, not just put out, but like put out publicly on the internet. Like, oh yeah, yeah. serves you right. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, where's your humanity? Like I wouldn't wish that on anybody vaccinated, unvaccinated caveman licking COVID test strips. (laughs) Like whatever. (laughs) That's the great irony of all these virtual virtue signalers is they're actually horrible people <laughs> yeah it's mm, yeah. it gets me it's a the, you, but, uh, you do the virtue signal as a coping method for mm, your own right you, you want to appear virtuous because you know you aren't virtuous it's kind of the original sin there's something in us that just recognizes the imperfection it's the same it's the idea of mm. forms by plato yeah. it's that you can look at something and understand <laughs> what it's meant to do even if it isn't doing it perfectly like you can look at a jar that has a hole in the bottom of it that's like cracked. You can go, oh, I can see that this is not a perfect jar. Even if you have no idea what a jar is, you look and go, oh, yeah. it's cracked and leaking. That's not correct. It's like you, mm-hmm. we have this ability to look at a thing and go, oh, I see that it is something and I see what it really could be, but it isn't. 
it's like a very natural yeah. part of our brain and we look at ourselves and go i see that i could be a better person but i'm not and then you have a chance to go oh look i'm a good person and you you just ah look good I, i'm doing the good and you just have to do it mm-hmm. yep yep <laughs> it's, that's the yep that's correct <laughs> yeah but the problem is it's uh, we the way we measure good is purely a cult- cultural yeah it's material. metric mm-hmm. it's it's uh, a moving target yeah so <clears throat> the people who are virtual signalers don't actually believe anything they're just actually afraid of public opinion mm-hmm. so Anyway, um, I don't know if I have any more to say on the COVID topic. Um, We've been going still for 50 recovering. minutes, I think. <laughs> do you want to move know. into our regular topic at this point? <laughs> yeah, 50 minutes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, this no, is... it's been like 40 minutes. Oh. Yeah, don't exaggerate. Sorry. Well, my timer <laughs> I started early. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, no. Honestly, we could capsulate this is like this is the covid episode if you, you want to hear about our covid experiences you know come on in <laughs> the All water's right. fine this will this will be the covid episode that's fine yeah um well when do we want to do the last quote then mm. or we could just not <laughs> I, I don't like this quote let's we can just read it for anyone who stuck around this long and you can yeah. think about right. it on your yeah. own but i don't I got, this I don't is the final part one. Of the uh, the series of quotes. Yeah, it's about unconditional love. Mm-hmm. I'll read it here. The first task is to create space in the child's heart for the certainty that she is precisely the person the parents want and love. She does not have to do anything or be any different to earn that love. In fact, she cannot do anything since that love cannot be won or lost. The child can be ornery, unpleasant, whiny, uncooperative, and plain rude, and the parent still lets her feel loved. Ways have to be found to convey the unacceptability of certain behaviors without making the child herself feel unaccepted. Mm-hmm. She has to be able to bring her unrest, her least likable characteristics to the parent, and still receive the parent's absolutely satisfying, security-inducing, unconditional love. Mm. I think I can agree with the majority of everything that was said there. Yeah, I definitely agree with the like you have to find ways to convey the unacceptability of behaviors without making your child feel like they're crap because I was saying that Mm -hmm. last week too of like you know sometimes anger is the right response and your kid needs to kind of learn that but you need to be able to do it without making your kid you know hate you there's a weird yeah it's like hey you can't smash glasses on the floor that's not okay and that makes daddy angry it's like because Mm-hmm. that will always make daddy angry you could be 22 i'd still be angry about that so it's like you need to there's like you, they need to get the proper response but you need to learn how to do it without like mm-hmm. breaking them down but i'm still i'm not sure if i agree with the uh she does the, not have to do anything or be any different to earn the to earn that love in fact she cannot okay. do anything since the love cannot be won or lost I disagree with that because I know people who have lost the love of their parents. It is possible to do that. So, well, I'm not saying that it isn't, that it is possible. Like I think, well, this is the thing is fundamentally love is a choice. So it's not something that you can lose. You can lose respect. You can lose the amount that someone likes you. You can lose trust. 
But love is a matter of like, like Jeff, I have to choose to love you, whether you're the biggest butt face on the planet or, you know, you're you. Um, but <laughs> it's like those, that is a, a matter of a choice. And so it's like, it's this separation between, you know, there are going to be things that a child does that it's like, this is unacceptable. Like what you're doing is unacceptable. You're not unacceptable. I absolutely love you. And there's nothing you're going to do that is going to change me loving you. But it doesn't mean I'm going to like what you're doing. It doesn't mean I'm going to like you always. It doesn't mean that what you're doing is acceptable. But you doing those things doesn't mean that I love you less. It just, it just means that I have to correct you. Honestly, a lot of times love can be the correcting action. It's like it would be unloving to allow them to continue in that behavior. Yeah, and that see that that idea right there, the it will be unloving mm -hmm. of me to allow you to continue down this road, is where mm -hmm. this like, I don't know, if, I don't know if I'm just reading this into it or if the sentiment is in there that you that she does not have to do anything or be anything different to earn that love, and it's like, well, loving might mean look, you got to be a little, you can't do that. Like the most loving thing for me to do is yeah. to tell you that you can't do that. And you need to mm -hmm. change something about the way you're living. So I, I, I always want to be wary of crossing that line where love is just accepting because mm -hmm. love isn't just accepting. Well, that's the thing is we've, we've gerrymandered with the language. The language yeah. has been so screwed up that loving has been now created synonymous with accepting. And it is not. Yes. Yeah. Loving is not accepting. Loving is completely independent of that. That's where I'm like, I don't know if I'm reading that into this quote or if it's it really is in there. But I'm I'm just seeing it like teeter with the line of your child, you know, you just need to accept them and love them the way they are. And it's like, n yes, but mm -hmm. like there's also the I'm not just going to accept your sinful nature and say, look, you should just really lean into that. That's good. It's like, well, unless it's not. And then I should say, that's not good. And mm -hmm. I still love you, but I'm not going to accept everything, you know? Right. There's that that line in this quote, and the parent still lets her feel loved. Like, well, that's all, it's pretty much up to her, too. You know, she she's half the party there. Yeah. She might not feel loved by the way a parent is punishing mm -hmm. her, but doesn't mean the parent isn't loving her. Yeah. Also, the line they have in there, which I think is just unbelievably complicated, is the ways... Ways have to be found to convey unacceptability of certain behaviors without making the child themselves feel unaccepted. Because it's like you don't want to create like an ostracization of, of your child. Like you don't want to ostracize your child and be like, you know, I don't accept you at all. You know, like you are not like basically be like, you're not part of the family almost, you know, like almost a denial but it's like that you that cannot be without having the ability to convey that certain things are unacceptable without them as a person being unaccepted. That, and it's like I don't know even how to do that. Yeah, that that's <laughs> again just sometimes. Scott's previous point of like it's kind of on the receiver to not do that. Like you have to kind of train your kids to not to take you have to train them to take criticism. Because if their yeah, natural response yeah. is, you disagreed with me, you uh, you invalidated my whole person. It's like, no, mm -hmm. 
I didn't. But if you are feeling that way, I need to tell you that that is not what I did. And you need to work on how you handle your emotions when you face criticism. So, yeah, you know, I would change. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I just listened to last week's episode today because I finally had a commute to listen to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, one thing both both you and Nate um, had kind of said (laughs) is that uh, your parents were both good at letting you still feel loved when you're being punished. Like you, you, you said, um, your parents made it very clear that we don't enjoy doing this. Mm-hmm. We still love you, but this isn't us punishing you or spanking you or whatever Yeah, is absolutely necessary for what you did. Um, mm-hmm. So you said they made that very clear for you. Um, and I, I think that's really good. Yeah. And then uh, Nate said something similar where his dad would punish him or ground him for a week, but then move on with the rest of the day as if nothing had happened. And he would mm-hmm. um, he didn't hold be on his to friend like the again. Anger. Yeah, he didn't hold on to the anger. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's where I would change that. Instead of saying, <coughs> conveying the unacceptability of certain behaviors without making the child themselves feel unaccepted, I would say without making the child feel unloved. Yeah. Because it really is it's that not word, about the acceptance. It's the continued fact that it's like, I love you so much. I'm willing to put, I'm willing to let you hate me. To a certain extent. Yeah. It's like, I, I will stand in the path of your despise for, in your order good. for you to be the best you can be. Yeah. And I mean, man, that makes me emotional. <laughs> that that uh, is like, a role of a father, though. Man, it really is. Yeah. It's, it's a big deal. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's all I have to say on this. Yeah. It's important to make your kids feel loved. Even. But sometimes, yeah, sometimes they may not feel loved even when you are loving them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Uh, I think that's why it's very important to make sure that you're not even acting out of your own self-interest, but actually loving them, which I think is why you have to continually check yourself because sometimes you do have to make those hard choices, you know? Right. Right. Well, boys. All right. Well, that concludes the Dad Vibes quote series. And honestly, we're kind of relieved. <laughs> <laughs> it started out strong. Yeah. And, uh, they all ended up being very similar. So I felt like we had similar conversations every week. But hey, we I thought they were good. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And now we get to do a nice Sorry. change of pace going forward. Some new topics and mm-hmm. new stuff. Should be uh Yeah, we'll, refreshing. we'll talk about Christmas. Um Yes. And well, honestly we still have to figure out what we're talking about. But we'll mm-hmm. we'll get there. There's gonna be a hopefully uh, like a, a kind of a family story, I think, episode to kind of close out the year. So that'll be fun. Yep. And uh yep. should be good. Yeah, so share with your friends. Uh <laughs> follow us on the social medias that we sometimes use um yeah and uh that's it so (laughs) thanks for listening we will talk at you next week bye cheers i gotta i gotta do it for you (laughs) oh no that was so bad oh there it is (laughs) 